hello, and welcome back to a new episode of Your Middle Sis. My name's Kaylee, for those of you who don't know, and I'm happy you decided to join me in on another topic today, this Sunday. Happy Sunday, everyone. I have a really fun topic to chat about today. We're actually going to be talking all about finding food freedom in my personal journey with food in itself. And before we jump into that fun topic, I want to jump into my little life update and how I'm personally bettering myself this week. So let's jump right on into that. So first and foremost, I actually am really excited to say I am going to be launching season two in February along with a really epic rebranding that I'm super, super excited to share with you all. I have been working with a friend of mine, a new friend of mine named Sophie Jarrett, who I'm going to link her artist Instagram in the show notes for you guys to check out. She is so talented. She actually drew up a picture of me and I went ahead and included it on the new podcast art that I'm going to be sharing in February actually. So I'm really, really excited to share that. I'm excited for season two. This year was, well, I guess 2020 when I started this podcast. I wouldn't say it was a trial run, but I guess in a sense it was when you try something new you know, it's a trial run. You're going to see how things go. And I've got to figure out a lot of just the roles and the ropes of how this podcast works and who my audience is going to be and who I personally want it to be and who I want to cater these podcast episodes towards. And I finally feel like I'm in a really great groove and I'm excited to basically launch this rebranding of Your Middle Sis. So I'm excited to share the artwork with you all. I actually, I think that I have my profile picture on Your Middle Sis podcast Instagram. I'm pretty sure it's the new artwork, so you can kind of see it there, but I'm not going to post it until February. So we have a few more episodes in season one of Your Middle Sis. Uh, Until then, we're going to hold off on sharing that picture. However, I'm excited for the takeover that this is going to be. I feel like I'm going in with a bang on season two. I have some really, really epic topics to chat about. Topics that I've basically been holding on to before I even started this podcast in general. These topics, I just wanted to make sure that everything was really awesome that I had a microphone, that I had a setup, that I had all of my ducks in a row before I went ahead and talked about the things that I am really, really passionate about and the things that I'm most excited to talk about. And that's not to say the topics that I have been talking about in these last now 16 episodes weren't my passions because everything I talk about is something that I'm currently going through, something that I'm currently just interested in or want to share with you in general. But these topics coming up in season two specifically, I'm so pumped about. These are just topics that I've been holding on to for months and months and months and some of them honestly for years because I've been, again, wanting to do podcasts for so long at this point. So I hope you guys are excited for season two. We have a special guest. If you listened to my last episode, you would have heard me say who it is. If there's any guesses, you know, I'm sure it it doesn't take too long to guess who my first guest is going to be, but I'm really excited that one's coming up. So Be excited, get excited. If you don't already follow the Your Middle Sis podcast Instagram, again, the link of everything is going to be in the show notes, so go ahead and check that out. I have finally found my niche for for what I want the podcast Instagram to be for. Um, I'm really excited. That's the key word of this episode. 
we're just excited for all the good things that are coming in 2021. This has been a roller coaster of a past year and a roller coaster of the beginning of 2021. And Honestly, things are definitely not going to be stopping anytime soon from being thrown our way with the craziness going on, and that is okay because it's life, but we can control how we are viewing the world. We can control how we're viewing our worlds and choosing to view it in a more positive way, and I hope that's what you guys get from this podcast. I hope it's a little glimmer of light in a crazy world, so if that's what you get out of it, that is so amazing, so all of this to say. I am so, so happy and looking forward to the new rebranching, rebranching? Rebranding and relaunching of Your Middle Sis in February. So get excited and I hope you guys are looking forward to that coming up. So let's chat about how I'm personally bettering myself this week. And again, I'm getting a little bit ahead of myself. We're doing this on a Tuesday, so there hasn't been too much going on in the week quite yet. Again, I'm getting in a very good groove at filming or editing and recording, whatever you want to say, for this podcast, and I'm really, really enjoying it. So with that being said, how I'm bettering myself this week, I think the way I'm bettering myself this week is organizing myself and keeping my priorities my priorities and by that I mean I have been organizing my life into planners and calendars and notebooks. Uh, Last year I have been using Outlook. I have my personal business email that I have on my personal Instagram page that I use for all things business related and I've been using the Outlook calendar Pretty much all of last year, I've been getting into a grind with using it, but there's something about writing things down, like actually taking a pencil and writing it to paper, and I actually went to Marshall's yesterday because, just letting you know, if you don't already know this, Marshall's and like TJ Maxx has incredible stationery. So, of course, it's very affordable. So, I went to Marshall's yesterday because I wanted to see their selection of notebooks and planners for 2021. And I found this really cute, really trendy looking cheetah, gold, all the good things that I want in a planner. It's obviously very affordable. And I bought it yesterday. It's the perfect size to throw in my bag and bring around places. I bought this cute little notebook that I'm dedicating specifically for podcasting. And if you listened to my last episode, you would have heard me talking about journaling. And that's something that I am trying to be very intentional with this year. And I wanted to have different journals for different things. So I have my main journal that that I use basically for my prayers sitting next to my nightstand on my bed or next to my bed on my nightstand. And I wanted to have one specifically separately for podcasting and these ideas that I have and kind of just mapping them out as I go because I like to take notes when I am thinking of ideas and so I don't get off track when I'm actually recording it like now. So I feel like that's helped me not only keep it in my phone because this year is like, well, 2020 was the year that I had the most appointments that I've ever had ever. Like my photography business is growing. My health issues made me have like so many doctor's appointments, so many like at the beginning I had appointment after appointment with all these crazy doctors. Like I'm not going to go into it, but when you're trying to figure out what's wrong with you, you book all these different doctor's appointments that it's just like crazy how many different ones you're seeing and they're new and anyways there's just so many things I had to write down so I was using my Outlook calendar on my phone because it was convenient and now seeing the chiropractor and things like that it's nice to just obviously 
to be able to take out your phone at your appointments and just have your calendar in your phone. But jumping into 2021, I really wanted to be more intentional and specific with writing things down because honestly, it just keeps me even more organized. I have things on my phone in the Outlook calendar. I have things now written down in my new super cute um, calendar. And I also have my notebook to organize all my podcast ideas. So I feel like those three places are going to keep me very organized in this new year. And if this is a little inspiration to go out to Marshalls or Target or get or Amazon, they have so many cute planners. And whether you're a student, you're in college, you're in high school, you are tackling a new career this year, or you are you know, doing all your creative things that you do. I hope this maybe inspires you to get yourself a super cute notebook and to try and stay on track because I always thought with like trying to become self-employed, when I first, let's just say, when I began doing marketing for my family's business, I was working for home those two days a week and I'm, I'm still pretty much doing that. I always thought it would be so easy to work from home. It'd be so much better not being around people, my introverted self coming out in that statement. But it's not that easy. And I feel like I really, really like working from home. But I also don't live on my own. And I don't think that would change being any easier if I did. But like, you know, you're seeing those dishes in the sink. You're seeing your laundry stacking up. You want to have a clean environment. Like there's distractions going on. You have to motivate yourself, yourself. You don't have a boss like coming and checking up on you and stuff like that. So it's not as easy as I thought it was going to be when I quit my serving job and kind of pursued this self-employment journey of mine. But it's a journey and I'm learning and I feel like the key to working from home in general, even if you're working from home from all this COVID mess, um, keeping yourself organized with planners, notebooks, calendars is, of course, a really good way to stay organized. So I feel like my personality type is super, super weird in the sense that I'm OCD. I am a perfectionist. I'm an Enneagram one. I really like order and structure and things like that. I love a clean room, a clean environment, but I'm also the type of person to be really, really chaotically disorganized in my car. I mean, I feel like I live out of my car, so my car is almost never clean. I try so hard. I really, really try. But my car is always never clean. My closet is the one place that gets messy the fastest. I feel like on the outside, I look really, really clean and organized. But when you open like my cabinets in my room and my TV stand drawers and like my closet or like walk inside my car, those are the places that get like really disorganized really fast. Or if you're like opening up my laptop, the files on this MacBook are absolutely crazy looking. I get stressed out every time I open my book, my MacBook. So that's just a really weird combination. I'm like, I have OCD, literally. I'm a perfectionist, but I also am so disorganized in so many different ways. So it's a beautiful, chaotic, imperfect mess. And that's just human nature, you know? So with all of this to say, I'm bettering myself this week by becoming more organized and buying a super cute planner and just becoming a better boss being me. So if this is inspiration for you to get yourself a good planner, be more organized and tackle all your to-do things in an efficient way, I hope that that's what it does. <laughs> so finding food freedom. This is something I basically didn't hear the word food freedom until a few months ago and I fell in love with that phrase. Personally speaking, I've never really dealt with 
weight issues. I've never been too concerned about my weight. It's something that my weight basically has never really fluctuated since high school, um, early high school till now. I'm in almost my mid-20s. Oh gosh, I'm in my mid-20s, I think. Um, anyways, I haven't really been too concerned about my weight and that's not really why I eat the way I do. However, I can relate this in the sense that I eat the way I do for my skin health and I do personally think that whether you're eating for your weight or whether you're eating for your skin health, I think those two can honestly go hand in hand and be very similar in the way that we think about our food. And I have never really thought that I had a negative relationship surrounding food until a few months ago. And I wouldn't say I had a terrible relationship with food, but I would say it wasn't great. And I'm going to be explaining why I think that is and why I feel like I'm in a really awesome place with my food now. And I feel like this is a really good conversation to have because there's absolutely so much noise out there when it comes to diet culture, when it comes to just eating in general. And I feel like this is a really good conversation to have with a normal, raw, candid conversation between me and you. So let's go ahead and jump into this really good conversation about finding food freedom. So let's rewind time and go back to when I first met Adam. I was on a grind when I first met Adam and I think that I was in the peak of my health journey, would you say? I started my health journey because I started to get cystic acne And it really led me to finding things that triggered my acne and it led me to researching all these different things that promoted healthier skin, which ultimately promoted a healthier body. And that I am so thankful for because without my skin struggling back in 2014, I would have never, I don't think I would have ever found eating healthier. I don't think I would have found this healthy lifestyle. I don't think I would have found this holistic lifestyle. And I am I didn't love struggling with skin. I never have loved struggling with my skin, but I'm thankful for those times because I don't think I would have found living a holistic lifestyle if it wasn't for that. Before I went vegan, I was, no, let's just say before I was even into health remotely at all, I was a type of girl that ate like an entire large cheese pizza to myself. My stomach was a bottomless pit. I was never full. I never struggled with acne. My weight never fluctuated. I was that person that you probably would have rolled your eyes at because I was tiny, my skin was really clear, and I ate whatever the heck I wanted. And I didn't care. I didn't give two thoughts about my food. I just ate what I wanted. I ate a lot of what I wanted. And at one point at, you know, age 17, my body was like, no girlfriend, you're done, no more. And my skin started breaking out because of the gluten and the dairy in my diet. And I didn't know that's what it was originally from. I just did my research and I did the process of elimination and I found out that dairy and gluten were triggers for my acne. And that was a kickstart of my health journey. And I'm really, really, again, I'm thankful for that period of my life. It sucked. It sucked going through acne. It always sucks going through acne, but I'm thankful for that period because it led me to where I am today. And fast forward a few years, I went through my health journey with what I thought was being healthy and my skin got clear and I felt pretty good. And then I met Adam pretty much at the peak of what I considered to be my health 
journey at that point. I wanted to become a physical trainer. I was killing it in the gym. I had, I'm still, I'm jealous of my body back in the day, okay? At like 17, I look back on pictures and I'm like, ooh, I need to start working out like that again because I looked really great at 17. You ever look back at pictures of yourself and you're like, wow, I remember that. Like, I do that about my skin sometimes. I'm like, wow, I wish I, I wish I cherished how clear my skin was back in like 2013 when my skin was like, I didn't even have a freckle on my face. Anywho, when I first met Adam, I again was at the like peak of my fitness. I was working out, I was eating quote unquote clean. That's a word that I don't like, but I will say it because that's pretty much my mentality and how I was eating. So, Six months into Adam and I dating, I basically wanted to, again, become something in the holistic nutrition world. So I began this course through American Fitness Professionals and Associates, and I wanted to be a nutritionist. And that is a journey in itself. I was really excited about it. This is what I wanted to do. And one of the things we had to do for a homework assignment was basically look at this or watch this lecture by a plant-based medical doctor named Michael Greger. And we had to watch more than an apple a day. It's on YouTube if you want to watch it. It's an amazing lecture. I find this man so interesting. The information was interesting to say the least. And that basically made me be a vegan because of the information that it spit out. This lecture was pretty much telling you how to reserve reverse the most common diseases like heart disease and cancer. And that woke me up. It shook me to my core. And by the time I was finished with like the hour and 45 minute lecture, I was like, oh my gosh, I am never eating animal products ever again. I am starting to be vegan literally now. And when I get something in my head, I kind of just go for it. I just dove into it. So I was like, you know what? Maybe I'll ditch all the animal products, but I'll still continue to eat eggs. But I remember just being like, you know, if we're going to do it, we might as well just do it. Like, so I just went vegan overnight and I was already dairy free at the time. So going like no meat wasn't that big of a deal because going dairy free is a transition in itself. It is so hard because cheese is so addicting and it's delicious. And that was so, so, so hard, especially for my 17 year old self who literally had no restriction, quote unquote restriction in her diet at all. So going meat free wasn't that big of a deal to me. I was really, really excited about it. And being vegan was so much fun for me. It was so fun. I am very thankful because one, my family was very supportive, but also Adam is the most supportive person ever. I did at one point try to like force him into being vegan. It didn't work. And I'm glad that he stuck to his grounds. But he is so supportive in the sense that like he would always go to vegan restaurants with me. We'd always make like vegan nachos and like vegan tacos. And he would be there for me like through the whole different weird eating stages that I was in. And he's full, like fully with me when I was like being vegan. He didn't care. He was actually really into it. Like when we make all our yummy, delicious, like vegan comfort food meals, he was all into it. And actually still now, we still have like our core vegan products that we both like buy from like Sprouts and Whole Foods and like the the vegan meat alternatives. There's things that still he buys like as his regular groceries. Um, so, you know, being vegan was 
amazing in so many different ways, especially because Adam was, again, so supportive and we had so much fun doing it and I loved eating my meals. I really did. However, in that process, let's say six months to eight months into me being vegan, I decided to be high carb, low fat, which basically is exactly how it sounds. They basically say you can eat all the carbs you want as long as you do really, really low fat and you can eat anything. You won't gain weight. Your skin will be clear. Your health will be the best it's ever been. And to that, I will roll my eyes too because one, especially women, especially women should be consuming a great amount of healthy fats for so many different reasons, but mainly your hormones. So if I'm sure no one's listening to this being low fat, and if you are, girl, eat your avocados, use the coconut oil, olive oil, don't be scared of the oil. And if I was listening to this at age 17, I want to hear this too, because there was the phase in my vegan years where I was literally using like water as oil. And like, Knowing now, like being almost married to a Moroccan man and his household, like they use oil. They have flavorful meals in the Moroccan Mediterranean households. Like their meals are delicious. And the fact that I was using no oil, using water or like vegetable broth in place of oil is just like eye rolling to me because one, you don't need to do it. One, two, it's not healthy at all. And three, the flavor is in the fat, you guys. So if you're listening to this and you love cooking, you guys don't need me to explain that to you. But that's just my little journey in the first half of me being vegan with the whole high-carb, low-fat issues with all of it in itself. So after a few years of me doing the whole high-carb, low-fat vegan thing, I realized that High carb, low fat is not the way to do dieting. It's not the way to eat your food. It's not a lifestyle that fit me personally. I'm not going to say that there's no one out there that should do it. I don't know your body. I don't know your lifestyle. I don't know your genetic makeup. But for me personally, doing the high carb, low fat vegan lifestyle just wasn't for me in a lot of different ways. I realized that eating my healthy fats was really important. That too, I wanted more freedom with my food and to not be put in this little box. And I basically transitioned out of that and kind of just ate normally, but as a vegan. So my skin started clearing up at this point. Um, My skin would really go through like fluctuating periods of being really, really great and clear, and then it would get kind of bad again, and then it would kind of just go through a cycle over the past few years. Through this journey of eating, I always thought that I would forever be vegan. I didn't think there would be a time where I wouldn't be vegan, and that was just me being, one, an animal lover, because even though I started this as doing it for me and my health and my skin health, I ended up staying vegan because I forced myself to watch all the animal cruelty videos and I am an animal lover just like I'm sure you guys are animal lovers as well and once you watch those videos, oh my gosh, me personally, I was like, how could I ever eat a chicken nugget again? How could I ever make a turkey sandwich? And there's just, it it came with such a big wave of guilt for me to start eating meat again or even wanting to eat meat again. But I went through this kind of shift where I started to not feel great. And I think looking back on it, I 
wasn't really feeling my best for a really long time. And I'm not going to blame the vegan diet, just like I'm sure other people wouldn't blame the vegan diet for it not working for them. But I will say, I don't think it was meant for me to do it long term. And in fact, I know it wasn't meant for me to be vegan long term because I didn't feel great in the end. I actually look back and realize that I never was satiated after my meals. I was never fully satisfied. I was actually never full. I always could eat. Even being vegan, I would be stuffing myself with like so much rice in every meal and so many potatoes and like all these really heavy things because I could never seem to be full for very long. I would eat after like I would eat a meal and like 30 minutes later I'd be super, super hungry again and I didn't really know why. I was always so, so tired. I never really had the energy I did back, let's say, in 2014. I was always the biggest ball of energy that anyone ever knew. I feel like I came down in high school after like being really crazy hyper off of like the sugar and I kind of just like mellowed out to be like someone who was chill but also someone who still had a lot of energy. And when I became vegan, I think it went downhill in the sense that I don't think my body was meant to be vegan. My energy was decreasing. I became anemic. I will say I didn't put at I didn't put emphasis on including specific proteins and specific healthy fats and I didn't put I didn't pay too close of mind on incorporating those specific things because from the culture, from the vegan culture, they say it doesn't matter how you eat as long as you eat this way. As long as you eat fully vegan, you're going to be healthy. And it's not true. Everyone's body is completely different. And yes, I didn't pay enough attention to my proteins and my fats, but it just didn't work for me. And four and a half years later, I'm recognizing it and I'm actually in a really healthy spot with food now. So pretty much over the last six months, my body has been crazy. I would say the last 11 months. My body has just been doing a lot of different crazy things that has never happened before and I've touched on my health issues and I will dive into it a little bit now and of course I'll go into full depth in another episode. But I think that being vegan or not, these health issues probably would have presented themselves anyways. But I also know with the way I was eating, I don't think it helped at all. So over the past 11 months or so, again, I was really, really exhausted. I dealt with anemia. I also had severe low B12 issues, which again, you can get your B12 from a supplement, but you can also get it from meat. And it's in my personal research, it's easier absorbed when you eat it through meat. And iron is easier to absorb and you're eating it through meat. And again, I'm not a doctor. I'm not a dietitian. I'm not any of that. So whatever you hear is just my personal opinion and it's just my personal journey with eating and my lifestyle. So whatever you hear, if you want to fact check me on anything, please, please do it because don't take my word for any of the like quote unquote facts that I'm going to be saying. This is just my personal journey with food in this lifestyle. So there's just a lot of different things that I was experiencing over the last 11 months that I have never really experienced before. And I think my body just kind of hit a wall. My hormones were going crazy, like cystic acne that I've never experienced before, being so, so tired. I remember being super tired when I was anemic. 
this was basically like that on steroids. My body was so achy. I had no energy whatsoever where I could cry on like command pretty much. I developed reactivated chronic Epstein-Barr virus and if you want to Google that, be sure to do it if you feel like Googling that. Again, I had the hormonal imbalance, the cystic acne, the major fatigues. I had aches. I had panic attacks. I had major anxiety. There was so much going on in my body that I was like, I need to fix something. I really, really need to fix something. And the first thing that my brain goes to is food. I'm like, okay, I've been vegan for four and a half years. This is how I've been eating. And I know food is not everything, but it does make up a lot of how you feel. And I know that we can all experience that no matter how we eat and how our lifestyle is. Um, I looked back on before being vegan and I remember being so energetic. I remember never feeling sick. I remember never, ever feeling unsatisfied after a meal. I remember just feeling so me. And the only reason why I decided to go vegan was, again, that course. And again, I do not regret going vegan. I think it's amazing. And if you feel like going vegan, there's a way to do it. And I don't know if I paid too much mind of of getting all the things that I needed to get um, to thrive on the vegan diet. But I remember looking back and just being like, okay, I, I felt really great before being vegan. So maybe that's not a coincidence. Maybe that wasn't just because I was young. I mean, I'm still 24. There's not a, there's, there's a big gap between 17 and 24, but it's not giant. So I just kind of went through all the years and how I was feeling. And, and I think that it wasn't a coincidence that before being vegan, I felt really awesome. And I I felt like myself. And then through the vegan years, I started to feel worse and worse and worse. And I came to the decision to let's just give meat a try. Like I loved eating meat. It was not something that I was like, oh, I'll eat a little meat here and there. Like, no, it was pretty much in all meals. I grew up in a family that loved smoking their meats and barbecuing and my parents would always eat like, you know, making meat meals with dinner and I'd always eat eggs for breakfast. Like I didn't skimp on the meat and I, and I loved every bit of it. So some of my favorite foods were meals with meat in them. And I finally just got to a point where I was like, let's experiment with the meat again. I never thought I would, but I got to the point where I felt so sick and just so not myself that I was like, let's try this. I didn't think I would eat meat again, but I did. And I just went to my favorite meals. I was like, let's make a turkey sandwich. Let's make a salmon salad. Let's, you know, let's just make these things and see how I feel. And I kid you not, within a week, I felt so good. I never ached again after eating meat. And I'm not going to say meat healed me. That's not what I'm saying. But I will say again that every single body is different. Every single person reacts to different lifestyles and diets completely differently. And And I personally don't think it was a coincidence that before being vegan, I felt really awesome. And it was kind of like a shock to my system to mostly my mental health because I didn't for uh, the few short weeks, let's say, I kind of got over it kind of quickly to say it like that. But I mean, animal cruelty wise, it was like a weird jump to get over. But when you start to feel good, It's amazing and I kind of just ran with it as I think anyone should if you start to feel good with a specific 
way of eating or a specific lifestyle, I mean, you're going to run with it. That's your body. That's how you feel. It's your quality of life that you're dealing with. And I started to feel really awesome. So that's what I wanted to do. I wanted to feel better. I wanted to experiment with the way I was eating. And I love, love, love watching YouTubers like Sarah's Day. I think she is such an inspiration with how I want to be eating personally. And I'm not the best with eating, but I don't think anybody needs to be. And that's where food freedom comes into play. I'm not the, I'm not a food freedom queen yet. I'm not the person that you should be going to if, if you deal with, um, different, um, eating disorders and things like that. I am just explaining my specific, um, journey with food. And personally, I love looking at people like Sarah's Day who has gone through a lot of hormone imbalances and her way of eating is very, very, um, it's just very, very her. And she knows how food makes her feel and she goes off of that. And I think that was a really good lesson for me is to not choose a diet because people say that it's a good diet, but choose a way of eating that makes you feel amazing and that makes you feel more like you. So eating meat again, I started researching actually the benefits of eating really good healthy fats, incorporating really good sources of protein, good balanced carbs, but also just focusing on how I feel again with these foods that I'm eating. And it's been a really awesome process. But with that being said, I learned to not become obsessive with my food. And I've learned to find freedom in the way I'm eating in the sense that I no longer view foods as bad and good. I no longer view view foods as unhealthy versus healthy. I view them as food and I listen to my body I listen to my body when it tells me it wants something. I listen to my body when it tells me it doesn't want something. I listen to my mental health because your mental, your food has a lot to do with your mental health. And I think that getting out of diet culture, getting out of this is bad, this is good, this is good to eat, this is bad to eat, getting out of that mindset and just focusing on how you feel and how you personally want to eat to thrive, it becomes so much easier. No labels, no diet culture, no one-size-fits-all diet. It's how you feel when you're eating your food because food is such a personal choice. There is no one-size-fits-all with food. So I wanted to get away from being fearful with my foods surrounding developing acne. I again wanted to heal my acne. I wanted to feel really, really good, but I also didn't want to put myself in a box. I didn't want to restrain myself from eating things that are fun and enjoyable and indulging. I think those things are amazing and they're a part of life. We have so many delicious foods and here in the human world, we love celebrating with food and drinks and delicious delicious, delicious things. We all love food and it's definitely, there's definitely a social aspect when it comes to food. And I wanted to find that freedom in a sense where I could still heal my body, where I can still feel really good mentally and physically, but also enjoy the foods that I want to enjoy with no guilt. And I think, and I know that's possible because I'm stepping into that right now. And I've been in that mindset for a few months now, and I wanted to talk about it with you. This journey, I didn't really know was possible. This one I'm going to kind of briefly tell you about. I never really thought that 
I would experience eating cheese again. I never thought that I would be eating croissants and delicious bread from these bakeries. I I never thought that I would be eating those foods again because it's something I've never... I haven't eaten in like eight years at this point and I thought that these foods I just had to swear off because my skin was bad and I had really bad allergic reactions to them. And let me just say quickly, when I first developed acne and I realized it was linked to dairy and gluten, I swore it off for good because one, I didn't realize that there was a way to add those things carefully back in, but I also didn't realize there was a reason why my body wasn't reacting well to those things. I seriously developed a fear around dairy and gluten, and I never in a million years thought that I would be eating those things again. And the reason why I'm able to eat those foods again is because I have been seeing this holistic doctor, and this is not one of the things that she intended for it to happen, and I actually haven't told her that I've been eating gluten and dairy again in small amounts. I'm not going crazy yet because this is new to me, but I've been okay with eating gluten and dairy and to preference this I don't know if I've said this yet when I first developed acne and I realized that gluten and dairy were linking my acne together it was something that was yes causing acne but it was painful it was itchy I actually got really swollen in my face a couple times it wasn't like oh I have a few pimples let's just like not eat them ever again it was really bad and I never thought that I would be eating those things again. And I actually never thought that I wanted them again until a few months ago when I actually drank a delicious milkshake cocktail. I'm not even going to pronounce it. I can't remember what it was called, but I kind of drank this milkshake and had like, let's say like half of the glass almost that I was given. I just didn't want to be rude. It was a thing, but I feel like it was meant to happen because I haven't had dairy in like seven years at this point, maybe eight years. And when I drank it, I was terrified. I mean, when you eat something or drink something, I guess, after seven years, almost eight years, it's really weird, especially if you have like this fear around it, like, oh my gosh, what's going to happen? Anyways, I drank like half of this milkshake and I woke up the next morning and nothing happened. And I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I, I'm shocked. Like I thought that my face was going to break out. I thought I was going to start swelling. My face was going to start itching because every time I even had like a bite of something or there was like a tiny amount of butter in like a pizza crust or a gluten-free pizza crust, my face would break out and I'd get itchy and it, it would just happen no matter what. So when I had half of a milkshake and nothing happened from it, I was like, okay, that's really weird. And then I realized I'm on a gut protocol from this holistic doctor and I'm on probiotics and I'm actually taking the time and the money to heal my body from the inside out. And my body is actually accepting this, this substance, this, this food that for so long it was rejecting. And that was really, really cool to me because it opened this whole world that I didn't realize I could actually be a part of again. And I am so excited about it. So at this point, I was like, okay, that's a little bit weird that I drink half a milkshake and nothing happened, but let's experiment a little bit more. So I talked about it a little bit. I told my family. They were like, whoa, because for so long, for literally my whole adult life so far and like the last year of high school, I just ditched the gluten and dairy and I never thought I was returning because I didn't know that it was possible. 
And I opened a whole new door for me, a whole new world where I started kind of the last few months, been trying a little bit here and there. I tried this really yummy macaroon that had this like peppermint cream filling over Christmas. I actually the other day had this delicious croissant turkey sandwich with feta cheese at this European bakery um, cafe that I'm like obsessed with right now. And I've just been experimenting with like different cheeses and different bread like basically I'm eating imported bread because I still believe I have a gluten sensitivity and Europe just knows how to do it with the food okay I have learned that I'm obsessed with imported breads from Europe so I've basically made a list of my places around here locally that I can get European bread like imported and it's amazing and it's delicious and it's nothing that American can ever do so That's just a little tip for me to you. If you have never experienced European food, I've never been there. My, hopefully, you know, Adam's Moroccan, so we'll be going to Morocco one day. We'll be going to, you know, different places in Europe, and I might never come back because of how delicious their food is compared to here in America. Like, what's going on in America that our food just is literally horrible compared to Europe, okay? European food rant aside, I've just never in a million years thought that this would happen. I thought that food freedom a couple months ago was like me experimenting with not being vegan and I really enjoyed it and I finally got over the guilt of eating animal meat again and actually really being thankful for animal protein and and what it's done for like like actually encouraging my body to start healing and not being tired anymore and not being achy and I think there's just so many things that have have really contributed to me feeling amazing and I know that eating animal protein and and this new way of eating has just been one so much fun to eat my favorite foods again. I have thoroughly enjoyed eating things like turkey sandwiches and like all of these like paninis that I just have been missing out on again. But I really am so thankful to myself for giving this a try and running with it and actually feeling at peace with not only incorporating animal products in my diet again, but also not being obsessive with just this quote-unquote clean eating and just putting myself back in a box because I find it like that's the way to be healthy or, you know, all those different things that people say to do with just trying to be healthy and this is how you should eat because this is how everyone should eat and all this, you know, whatever. I am proud of myself for actually finding this food freedom and being okay with indulging in different things and being okay for experimenting with trying different cheeses and even if it's, you know, imported breads from Europe. Like, these are things that I never thought that I would be eating again. I never thought that I would look at someone eating cheese. Granted, I never thought I would be eating cheese again, but there would be a time where I was actually, like, in the midst of being vegan and I would be in the Chipotle line and I'd look over to the person on my right and be like, oh my gosh, that is so much sour cream in my head. I would never say this out loud. I'd be like, oh my gosh, they're they're putting so much sour cream and cheese on that. Like, don't they know that's so bad for you? Whereas now I'm like, why does that matter? Why does that matter? I listen to, or actually I watch Abby Sharp on YouTube. And if she is anything, it's the food freedom queen. She's a registered dietitian and I've been obsessed with her videos because She basically reviews um, what I eat in a day is by different like influencers and she, I don't want to say tears them apart, but she has like a no BS policy with like 
just the diet culture and just the unhealthy versus healthy and like the quote unquote clean eating that people put themselves into the box of. And she just is all about food freedom and honestly has played a big role in how I view food and how I've just been making a relation a new relationship with my food in general. So definitely give her a check out on YouTube. She is one hysterical, two just like really super chill and funny, but also has amazing, amazing information. She again is a registered dietitian and she is super, super um, informed and is, you know, she's very educated, but she's also really funny and interesting to watch. So definitely go ahead and give her a watch on YouTube. But that's pretty much my journey up until this point with food. And again, I'm really proud of myself for kind of pushing it out of the vegan stage and into something that I felt at the time would make me feel better. And I was right. I'm glad that I did it. And not only did it start like me eating meat again and yay, I feel better, but I also just have developed this really free mindset around food. And if you get anything from this, it's I hope that you find a way to eat and love your food and feel really good while doing so because it's a struggle. Eating is a struggle sometimes. Like as much as we just want to like not think about it, no matter what we're concerned with, whether that's weight gain, weight loss, whether it's acne or whatever, Eating is a huge part of our lives and we all should, one, be able to enjoy it in peace, but we should all be able to feel really good. And I hope that you guys get to a point where you're eating to feel incredible in your own skin, to feel incredible in your health, to feel amazing in your mind. And it's not, you know, there's no one size fits all. There's no diet that's going to fit everyone's needs. Everyone's completely different and that's the beauty of it. And yeah, I'm going to end on that note. I love you guys so much and I appreciate all the feedback and all the listens to my podcast. This is a really, I don't want to say touchy subject, but it's a really intense topic that I feel like I didn't want to mess up. So I'm just like speaking very candidly and and from the heart. And again, this is my personal journey of it. And I'm not, I hope I'm not, you know, making someone feel bad for, for something I said. I'm just speaking very candidly and from my own personal journey with food and my relationship. And I'm not perfect at it. I'll probably never be perfect, but this I'm hoping to inspire someone to find a little bit more freedom with your food to not be so um not be so hard on yourself for the foods that are on your plate to just really eat to feel good and also learn to enjoy your food in the celebrations in the really awesome times in our life where we're getting together with family on the holidays and should really just learn to enjoy those things because it's such a shame when we're going through the holidays and we're concerned about losing a few pounds or we're concerned with not wanting to eat this because of X, Y, and Z. Like, let's all get to a point where we've learned to stick to a routine with how we feel really amazing with our foods, but also are able to indulge in and really just enjoy our favorite comfort foods because there's nothing wrong with those foods on your plate. There's nothing wrong with having a chicken salad with the side of, you know, 
chocolate and peanut butter cups. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like there's not who says that you can't have a smoothie and also like a donut for breakfast. There's 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 such thing as balance. And I think in this life full of craziness, chaos and all the disturbed like news reports and all these different things, if a donut makes you happy, eat the donut. Honestly, who's to say that you can't have a really yummy, healthy lunch, but also follow it up with a peanut butter cup? Like, just because you want to live this really healthy, holistic life doesn't mean you need to give up your favorite foods. It doesn't mean you need to stop eating your mom's really, really delicious comfort food meal that you've always looked forward to from childhood. Who's to say you have to give that up just because you want to be healthier, just because you want to heal your body? It's all about one balance, but it's also about just learning your cues, your body cues and how you feel best. And it's again, it's practice and I'm not perfect at it, but I hope we all get to a place where we can learn to feel our bodies, to feel our best, but also to not beat ourselves up for really loving those indulging foods, especially during those, you know, holiday seasons or celebrations with family and loved ones. So if you've made it to the end of this episode, I hope I made you really, really hungry. I'm actually staring at this European chocolate bar that I am obsessed with to say the least. Like Adam's mom came back from Croatia a few weeks ago and she brought these chocolate bars back. And again, this was like the peak after I just discovered like dairy wasn't really bothering me much anymore. And I have a few squares of them like when she first brought it home and I was like, whoa. First of all, this was my, like my first European chocolate experience ever. And I didn't know that European chocolate was like on another, it was, it's another world. It's just not from planet earth. I don't know what is in it, but I know that it's delicious. And he has found the last of the chocolate bar from what his mom brought back from Croatia. And I I may or may not have had like six squares before starting this episode because it's seriously staring at me in the face, but we literally have to savor it because there's honestly three squares left and then that's it. That's, that is literally all of what we have here of what she brought back from Croatia and honestly, it's the best thing I've ever tasted in my whole life. So I've learned to enjoy all of those foods that I never thought I could enjoy again in so many different aspects, and I hope I'd inspire you in some way to enjoy your favorite foods without the guilt, with more food freedom, and all that good stuff that we've been talking about. I love you guys so much. I am very, very thankful for you. I say that at the end of every episode because it's very true. There's a few episodes left in season one until we do the relaunching and rebranding of Your Middle Sis. So look forward to that. Get excited. I'm excited. Don't forget to follow the Your Middle Sis podcast Instagram. I'm very active over there. And again, I'm going to be even more active for the relaunching and rebranding of Your Middle Sis coming soon in February. So I'm going to go and I'm actually going to be sipping on my last few sips of my green juice, my literal Suja Organic Mighty Dozen green juice, and I'm going to be eating chocolate in my other hand. So if that's not hashtag food freedom, I don't know what is. So I'll just be over here finishing those things up and you guys have a really beautiful rest of your Sunday, an amazing week ahead, and I will see you in next week's episode of Your Middle Sis. Bye, you guys. Yeah, you got me going. Ooh, la, la.
Yeah, you got me going. Ooh la la. Yeah, you got me going. Ooh la la. Yeah, you got me going. You got me going.